This week's episode of the Truth Prescription Podcast is for mature audiences only. If you are under 18, please come back when you're over 18 and feel free to listen. Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gathers. And each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears and let's get into this. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. In the building once again, episode number 20. We are here with my esteemed guest today, Mr. Ali Muhammad. What's going on, Ali? Hey, man. What's happening, man? All right. All right. Yeah, all right. We're here. We're here. here. We, got, we got the chicken wings. We got the, the hot fries. Yeah. We got some beverages. Yeah. So uh, for I my like list- the hospitality around Oh, here. listen. Hey, listen. We, we, try to, we try to do our best on the troop subscription. For my listeners, let me give you a little background on Ali. Uh, he's a graduate of Florida A&M University, FAMU. Another, another MEAC uh, representative. While he was there, he developed a television show focused on interviewing artists, was turned into a radio show. Uh, he bootstrapped his way up, grinded, got to New York with $200 in his pocket, found a job with Vibe Magazine, the illustrious Vibe Magazine as it was growing, mm-hmm. and uh, moved on up to Associate Director of Entertainment Music Sales. And now he's a branded content we producer. Make, we make content. Yeah. Branded, branded content. or not. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, Thorough TV. Yes, sir. Uh, Thorough stands for the original ones, which I like. They've done uh, work for, for Miller, Bombay, uh, the Estes Festival, which is really McDonald's, Range Rover, Bentley and Swarovski, Crystals, among others. Ali, what's good? Hey, man. It's all good, man. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you coming out, man. He's fresh. And also, I, I forgot to mention, he's also a co-host on In the Conversation with uh, my cousin, Damian Lemon. Yes, sir. They're on uh, episode, like, number 175. So they're, yeah. So he's we, a... He's we a, deep. <laughs> real deep. He's a, he's a podcast... Uh, Pioneer now. Podcast not. aficionado. Aficionado. Up in, this, up in this thing. Veteran. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> Yeah, basically, and you know, you guys are, are give consistently, consistent, great content, consistently in the conversation week in and week out. I yeah, appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know, I'm a loyal listener, man. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And which actually is the reason I wanted to have you on the show because I feel like, unlike a lot of my guests who have certain titles mm-hmm. that espouse wisdom. Right. You're just a guy that grew up in Miami and you've learned a lot in your life and you speak on it. Dade County. You Dade County. <laughs> you know, I appreciate the knowledge and jewels that you drop on every week. So I was like, let me get this guy up here. I'm sure he got some some truth. I mean, it's always some truth if you're living. <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> Particularly if you want to deal with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And his other name is Divorce of Your Choice, but we we gonna we gonna leave that one alone for right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's choice. I'm Voice of Your Choice on in the <laughs> conversation when well, we over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I can't. You they haven't chose me over you. This your show. I'm uh, in your house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So we're gonna jump right into the true prescription. As my listeners know, the premise of the show is that all successful people, no matter their industry, have had to deal with and confront certain truths, and it was really dealing with those truths that allowed them to break through 
and become ultimately successful. So, Ali. Yes. Let's talk about, we're going to start on the professional because you, okay. you, you're a professional. We're going to start on professional. In your whole time from FAMU or even, yeah, from FAMU all the way up to now, what you're doing with Thoreau, mm-hmm. give us a story about, you know, a truth that you had to deal with that you ultimately were able to, were able to overcome and it, it helped you to become more successful. Well, the thing about truth is, is that it's never, it's a never ending Process. True. You know what I'm, I'm living yeah. a truth now that I haven't solved yet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've I've come through different truths. I've come through different experiences where okay. you know I, I've resolved them and, and made my way. But every step of your journey, there's gonna be scenarios where you're you can go right, you can go left, or you can go straight. Right. You know what I'm saying? And your your decision is gonna determine, you know what I'm saying, which way you go and, and how you end up. Right. So um, as far as one truth, I mean, shit, it's so many. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> the treasure trove of truth, triple T. But, but the thing about it, the, the one truth that, <laughs> that, you know, that I had to realize is that, that that's omnipresent as far as throughout my journey is that God gave you some information mm-hmm. up front. You know what I'm saying? That you knew when you started the journey. Right. That's, cause you, that's why you started because you knew, all right, I feel like I could do this. Okay. And I see it this way. And when you get out in the world, you know what I'm saying, especially once you get going and you gain a little bit of momentum, you're going to have distractions. Mm. You're going to have people come in that, that have this idea or, or you're going to have situations that come in that make that's, that, that's, that looks lucrative. You know what I'm saying? That you can use that money to put into your, your project that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I think the truth that, that I have to deal with is that because I, I feel like I could do a lot of things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I could do a lot. If you ask me something, my whole my whole makeup is that if you got a problem, I can figure out how to solve that shit. That's your whole makeup. That's my whole shit. You're like, if you, know you, you got a problem, you can figure it out. Yeah. So growing up, you know, people had certain jobs that they wanted to do. Right. Me, I wanted to be the guy that all the adults around me called when it was a problem. And they call, you know what I'm saying? This is how this how it always this how it this how it always happens. You're like, oh shit, you caught up in this situation. You know what? I'm gonna call such and such. He could pull some strings. Uh, I always wanted to be I always was intrigued by the guy that could pull the strings. Cause everybody wanted to call him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I wanted to be the string puller. Okay. But that puts you in a situation to where People call you and, and they, they distract you from your, your main purpose. Okay. Give us a story where that happened to you. Well, I mean, it happens every day, all day. I mean, <laughs> all right, I, mean, I, I take it from the top. Okay. okay? I take okay. it from the top. I grew up in Miami. Okay. Miami Day. You know what I'm saying? Day County. So it was, you know, it was in the middle of the crack era. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I grew up around a lot of, you know what I'm saying, drug dealing scenarios and, you know what I mean, situations and and lifestyles, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't necessarily a drug dealer at all, but, right. you know. Not then. Not at that point, <laughs> but, you know, so I was very acclimated with, with, the, with the lifestyle. Okay. And so I'm, in, I'm at FAMU. We do the TV show. Okay. It's successful. You know what I'm saying? It's popping. Like, we number one in the time slot next, wow. to, next to David Letterman. And Whoopi Goldberg had a show at the time, a late night show. And we came on at the same time. Whoopi on the set was the name of the show, which... We interviewed entertainers, but our main thing was we went to different black schools every week. Okay. And showed the lifestyle and hung out on this. So set. you were traveling every weekend? Yeah, we would travel around and go to do shit. So we was popping in our town in Florida. Yeah. yeah. 
And at a certain point, you know, we, we got this, this clash of the egos. It was six of us that started the show. We had a clash of the egos. And I'm like, you know what? This ain't my, I got, I get ideas every day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Ideas upon ideas upon ideas. I uh. wake up with ideas. This is just, <laughs> this is just one of many. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? That's, <clears throat> oh, y'all, oh. So I, I step away. I was going to execute another idea. And so at the time, I, um, you know, the semester was coming up. I didn't have, the money to pay the tuition or whatever and, and all that stuff. So sure. I was like, you know, I'm going to take the semester off and then I'm going to go get my other shit popping. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I go get it popping, you know what I mean? And that's my first time. This is my first time having to deal with this truth that, you know, in college you're young, you're free, everybody's on your side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Your resources up. are there. You're there to figure your shit out. Right. And everybody supports that, even right. if they don't. You know what I'm saying? Even if you got haters, right? The fuck, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, oh, you're young, you're black, you're trying to do some shit, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, you're, right. you're good money, right? Right. But then, you know what I'm saying? I step out of that and say, you know what? I want to do something bigger. I'm bigger than this Tallahassee, Florida. I'm shit. You know who right. the fuck right. I am? Right. You know what right. Right. I'm Ali Muhammad. Man. You know right. what I'm saying? So I go back to Miami, and I'm gonna start this record label. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm wow. gonna do. Okay. Start this record label. I know you label. did a regular label. Okay. And so I go, I go back home, and you know what I'm saying. I start just putting the music together, and I talk to different people, and um, it's one guy who was partners with Jermaine Dupree's dad, uh, Michael Martin. It was he had a partner, and I went and met with him. Somebody had had a plug with him. I went and met with him, and he was like, "Well, you want to start a label? You need about a hundred thousand dollars." I'm like, hundred thousand dollars. Mm. Oh shit, nigga! I I, I left fam because I couldn't get him two thousand dollars. <laughs> shit! So <laughs> hundred thousand dollars. So you know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do this, and that that number just kept ringing in my head. You know what I'm saying? Hundred thousand. And then you know, I I had you know a lot of my close my best friends. You know what I'm saying? They was already in the business. They was already selling dope. Mm. So you know what I'm saying? That looks wow. that, that looks attractive. To, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you ask your pops, you know what I'm saying? Hey, can I, you got a few thousand dollars? I can, yeah, yeah no, you get got a hundred thousand, I can job. Not even a hundred. Can I get two on that? Nah, get a job. Uh. Can I get the two to go back to school? No, motherfucker, get a job. <laughs> but what I realized, though, which was the hypocrisy of life, hey, you got 600, I give you 12 in two weeks. Niggas like yeah. same motherfuckers told you no about the the twelve hundred to go to school. They like shit. Uh, you said two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Now you're in business. You're in the dope business, real easy. Because wow. it's easy to get a motherfucker six hundred dollars to buy an ounce than it was to get tuition. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of the environment, the time, the city was flush with that type of activity. So, boom. We start making moves and making that shit happen, but over time you realize it's a distraction. You know what I'm saying? It, it never works how it's supposed to work. Yeah, we gonna make this one trip. We gonna do this flip. You know what I'm saying? Come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? First fucking trip, we go sell the shit. It's gone. Well, we double it up. Everybody get their shit. We send back for a new package on a double. You no know, more than what we came the first time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then the homies that we had bringing the package run off with the package. Now you stuck in the life. This ain't finna be, we about to do this, you know what I'm saying, five, six weeks, and then I'm going to have that hundred grand, like your mathematics in your mind said. You know what I'm saying? So 
So now you fucking stranded. They like, left. They, they get just, gone. They just, they just, they just deal with the money. Now, it's, now you got that problem. You you gonna have to deal with that problem. Then you gotta figure out, okay, how the fuck you gonna how the fuck you gonna keep going? Because you now it's like shit. They done ran off with the motherfucking mother load. So. Literally left you with the bag. No, they ran with the bag. You ain't even got the, the bag, bag no more. You watching the bag just. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you in a situation where you got to figure out how to get out of the situation that you're in now. And to get out of the situation, you got to go even harder than you was before. Yeah. So now you're stuck. You're in life. You're like, mm. just like Outcast said, you're in the trap. Trap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Damn. But you don't know. You like okay. I'm, and you I'm, did all of this just to start a record label. Yeah. And now you. Now you. In now debt you. Now you. 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 You're in trap. Now. Now you got to get out of. You got to get out of the whole situation and get to the money you're trying to get to. And so, <sighs> the whole time it's so oxymoronic because the whole time you 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 get back. We get back on our feet. You know what I'm saying? But it's you know what I'm saying. Now we got to grind back from. From you know right, what I'm saying? Negative. From, from negative back up. And the whole time you praying not to get caught. You know what I'm saying? Like I talk to God every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to God. Like, you know, God, you know what I'm trying to do. You know, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? And you 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 were you were Muslim at this time. Yeah, at I'm that one. time. I grew up Muslim. Muslim. I grew up Muslim. Muslim. The whole time. Muslim. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That ain't got nothing to do with when you making mistakes and shit. Nah. Your relationship your relationship is just no matter what you're doing, you know what I'm saying, that presence is gonna be there. And you know what I'm saying You know when you're doing wrong And you know You don't want to get All the way fucked up So you're like God don't let me get all I know I'm fucked I know I'm wrong <laughs> Just don't let me get All the way messed up You know what I'm saying Let me get up out of this Right So that's the truth You had to deal with The truth you had to deal with is You're trying to do one thing And you don't have enough faith in that thing to just make, to ride it through until you get it. So you do another thing to try to put the gasoline to the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Which is actually a big distraction. And I learned this. I'm going to finish the story. Yeah. But this is how I initially learned that lesson. Okay. So. The big lesson. So, okay. So the truth is put 100% of your energy into into whatever it is that you're doing. Exactly. The thing that you know that you're supposed to be doing. Mm. We do a lot of things that we think can work or that, you know, everybody would look at us and say, yeah, you're doing good. But mm. is that the thing that you really Preach, brother. set out to do? Preach. You know what I'm saying? Preach. So, boom. So I'm back. I'm out here. We, we, we're grinding back from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And we start to make moves. We, we you know what I'm saying? We, we getting... You know what I'm saying? We getting our foot in, we good. And and then we go. And at, at one point in this situation, it was, it was probably about five of us, you know what I'm saying, trapping. And I'm sitting around the room, I'm looking. You know what I'm saying? It's me and my homies, like, we partners. But I'm looking around the room, counting the expenses. You know what I'm saying? I'm counting the heads. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own bills. Everybody got their own shit. Everybody got to eat. You know what I'm saying? You know, when we leave a certain town, we go to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to eat. Everybody want to go in the club. Mm. It's a lot of expenses. Yeah. And so by the time we... <laughs> it's like new addition. So by the time we 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 run through all these expenses and shit, it's kind of like I'm sitting in this room doing the math in my head. I'm like, shit. We do this shit 24 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Basically living off of catnaps. Mm. And mm. I'm like, well, shit. 
if we all, five of us, went and got jobs at McDonald's and worked 24-hour shifts, we'd probably make the same money. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how, that's what I was thinking. Like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Because at the end of the day, after the expenses, the profit wasn't, and then the rehab, like, your profit wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? It was cool, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't. It's almost like a sharecropping. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like yo, barely man, giving you enough to survive. We got to do something different, man. This is bullshit. So we, we broke it up. We ran a new program, smaller crews, you know what I'm saying? That crew had their own package. My crew had our own package. You know what I'm saying? And we got good. That shit got good. You know what I'm saying? I got good at that shit. Mm. And, but that was when God stepped back in. You know what I'm saying? Because before you praying like, God, oh, just let me, let me, oh, let me just get up out of this shit with the shit I need. Right. Then you get good at it. Now you're like, yeah, yeah. Right. Man, that's when God stepped back in, right? So, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the spot, came, the shit was cracking, like cracking. I came with my little package, and you know what I'm saying? And mind you, we, we black dudes, you know what I'm saying? But people, the people that's, that this group of people we in were like trust fund kids. Huh. And it was like, it was a guy that introduced, this, this white guy that introduced us to this group of trust fund kids that, you know, they, they spend a lot of money getting high. And, they were your main. That was they were our only client. Yeah, that was, the trap was to them. It was the we was the trap for them because out in the world, if they had to go to the real trap, they was getting beat up and robbed and fleeced and you know what I'm saying. It was it wasn't a safe scenario. But they they heard we were some cool cats and you know what I'm saying. We knew the value of they what they had, so you know we ain't on that shit. We ain't, we not here to do that shit. We here to make this money and go. So it worked out for everybody. You know what I'm saying? We was a cool play. We was a cool crew. They was they he was flush with money. <laughs> it worked for everybody. It worked out. It worked out. But you know what I'm saying? Back to the point. The point is, you know, it was getting good. And I came, it was popping. You know what I'm saying? My little package, but package that I had was flying out the damn door. Hmm. And, you know, the guy who was the host, I would say, is, I guess lack of a better term. <laughs> our host, he was he OD basically. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And Damn. I thought he was dead. Well, you know what I'm saying? He was fucked up. And that it happened in your spot? In in the spot. The spot was his crib. His house. So, so y'all were in his so, house. So yeah. So he and yeah. he was using and, and he just, and it's me and my dude and him and his, you know, all the other people had left already. Cause it was cracking. He had it so cracking. It was cracking. And, and so he fucking out on the floor. And and um, the dude I was with went downstairs and got his pops, and his pops came up, and you know he's been going through this with this, you know, what I'm saying he's been a drug addict for a long time, so his pops knew what to do, put him in the shower, revived him, brought him back, da 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 da. da. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck this. Because <laughs> you know he died on me, I catch the murder. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know what? And the drug charge. I, listen, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I got enough money to make these records. Right, right, and, right. And right. um, just a little bit of stuff we got left, you can have this, Right, man. right, right. I'm, right. I'm out of here. Put me on the first bus out of this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I dipped. And you left. I left. And I went to Atlanta. <clears throat> and This is still all in that year you took... Away from family. It was two years. Two years, wow. But the first year was, you know, trying to figure it out. It was about a year and a half of doing this. And so I 
I say I made up my mind. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say God entered the picture and was like, "Yep, enough." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm done, right? I'm gonna go do these records and shit. So I went to went to Atlanta to catch the plane from Atlanta to Miami. So I went and got a haircut. Not a haircut. I had braids, but I went and got a line up and my beard shaped up and shit. Uh-huh. So I'm in the barber shop and I hear these guys talking. And they're like, yeah, yeah, be here eight in the morning. You hear you getting left. You're not here. You getting left and shit. Then I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I don't know. And I look on the wall, and it's a poster say, you know what I'm saying, Farrakhan, Million Man March. I'm wow. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is Farrakhan talking mm. about? Because I'm, I'm not a Nation mm. of Islam person. So right, you saw me. Yeah, mm. so I didn't know what Farrakhan had up his sleeve, what he was doing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what is, what is Farrakhan doing? And are they talking about, oh, they, they Farrakhan, oh, they Nation? Oh, I ain't know. You know what I'm saying? Me, man, Mars. I was like, that's a, you know, that's presumptuous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a hell of a name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know shit. I've been in the, in the trap. So I get on the plane. I go to Miami the next, the next day. Go to this girl house who I'm, who I'm kicking it with. And she's in there with her friend. She's braiding her friend hair and shit. And I'm flipping through the channels. And I get to CNN and it's the Million Man March. I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Who told a million motherfuckers to go to DC? <laughs> no. And I ain't even know about this. Like, I'm Ali Muhammad. I didn't even know about like how I missed. I'm up on everything. I thought right. right. You know what I'm saying? How do I miss the call for meeting people? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, wait a minute, what has happened to my life? You know what I'm saying? And then the girl who house I'm at, she like, oh, what's this? Turn it to Ricky Lake. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh shit, what is what has happened to my life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is not who I am. Yeah. This is I'm I'm way off track. Right. You like you feel like I'm so out of the loop right now. I'm, I don't even know what's going on. I just came to make some records and now I'm in this whole other universe. <laughs> I'm in another plane. I'm in another plane. Like this is, this is a whole nother place. And I decided at that very second that I was going back to school, and I was going to press these records and these tapes, and then that was going to be that. I was out. And <clears throat> and so when you talk about the truth, I said all that to say, and the truth of it is, you have to deal with. Having faith in the thing that 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 God put in you to do, you know what I'm so saying? the thing that God put in you at that point to do was to do this record label. Well, the thing, the the main point of it was to pursue my entrepreneurial goals. Whether it was a TV show, whether it was a record, I had to pursue the things that I made in my mind and my heart, and and get them done, put them out. And do them yeah. because other than that, I was doing everybody else shit. I wasn't. I didn't dream to be a drug dealer. <laughs> that wasn't my fucking. You know right. what I'm saying? So, but I just did it to try to do this. But then you don't realize you you you're incorporating that whole life. That that's all in your whole life. You have to be there and you have to do it. You you take on what the lifestyle requires. Yeah, and that that that's that's an extreme example, but. You could be, you want to write a book, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to write this book, but then, you know, I need to pay my rent, so I'm going to get this job. And the job that you get, you're going to take on the culture of that employer. 
know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you go to UPS and y'all throwing boxes and y'all go to Subway for lunch or wherever y'all go for lunch and da da you're going to do that day for day. That's going to be your lifestyle. Mm. Your friends are going to be other UPS workers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have no writer friends. Right. You're not going to have writer friends. You're going to be, you know what I'm saying? You, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm trying to write this book. Word, you're that's gonna... cool, homie. But you know what I'm saying? We're going to the day party <laughs> on Saturday. You know right. what I'm saying? So you're going to be off your mark. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be immersed in your own scenario. And I'm yeah, not saying that. Immersed in your own scenario. I'm like not that. saying that, you know, um, everybody's going to be able to just immerse themselves in one thing and get money from it. But you can do that. And that is probably the way to do it. And it wasn't. And and I haven't even defeated that because I still go through the same thing. Like when you get good at something, you're going to have distractions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's going to be people to call you to do things that's going to take you away from what you set out to do. Yeah. And for me, that's a truth that I deal with. I conquer it and I deal with it again. <laughs> because it, it comes so subtly. You know what I'm saying? It's like <clears throat> carbon monoxide poisoning. You don't smell it. You just sneak up on you and next thing you know, you're doing some other shit. You're like, how the fuck I end up here? <laughs> I'm supposed to be going this way. I'm all the way over here. But uh, it's under uh, the guise of what you're doing. Like, it happens in my content business. Even now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I could, you know what I'm saying? I make content. I set out to do the original content. But then I started getting paid doing branded content. And then I started being able to pay my bills and shit, the shit that you really said I'd do. I'm doing my content. I'm still in the same lane. But it's but, not the same. But I'm telling everybody else's story. I'm not telling my stories. And then you have to fight your way back to telling your stories and then hope that you're going to be able to pay your bills and shit. And that's where the faith part come in. Because if you ain't got it, you you ain't going to never do it. It's hard, Ali. I mean, you know, especially you, you and I share the fact that we both have three kids. And we're both married. We're outnumbered. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Playing, man, def- zone defense. And it's shit. like... <clears throat> When you have that pat, like for me, it's, it's filmmaking. When you have that passion in you, that's pulling on you, on one end, and then on the other end, you're looking at your your wife and your kids who also have their own real financial needs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the faith becomes important. You know, to really trying to bank on yourself. You know, versus, hey, you know what? Let me make let me make this money so I can make sure they're good. But you know, it's mm-hmm. like money is always going to be there. But That's going to play out too Yeah Because yeah. at the end of the day You're going to make that money But you ain't going to feel like nothing mm. You're going to feel like Yeah I made that money But I ain't do my shit yeah. And that's that's going to come Man. through That's going to come through In your spirit That's going to come through In your actions And your activities Man. And when you When you sitting down You trying to write your script And shit Nobody ain't respecting that shit Because Cause you ain't really really focused on right. it Right you, you You do You make money over here Like that's what, That's your just That's your hobby <laughs> Right you know Right. And then you then you feel disrespected. Now you mad as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you like, you don't support me and shit. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't support you. You don't even do that. Right. Like, I do do it. I try to do it, but I can't do it because y'all, y'all had me over here and all over there. But that's yeah. your job. You you had right. these kids. You signed up for this. Right. And you like, right. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I've just... Stepped outside yeah. of my real shit <laughs> and ended up in a lifestyle <laughs> that I didn't... It didn't supposed to happen like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so real, man. So real. This is why I had you on the show. Bro. Oh, this hey, is why hey, I had hey, you on the show. Hey, y'all, I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was that was a great one for the professional. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Stay one hundred percent focused on what it is you're supposed to be doing. As as and much we'll, of that hundred percent as you can. As you can. And we're gonna talk later about <clears throat> Ali's advice for, for how can people know exactly what they uh what they're supposed to be doing. But we're gonna get to that. So Ali, you want you want to give us a personal? We already said you know you married, you got family, you got three so kids, you, you got a wife. The personal that, truth, the, 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 yeah. All right, the personal truth is this: in the same De- dealing with, we yeah. kind of touched on it a little bit. Okay, but the personal truth is that when you have a dream, an aspiration, mm. uh, a goal, it's nobody's job to support you on that. Breach. Mm. It's your shit. That's your shit. You know what I'm saying? You have a job you to are, sell you everybody are, you are, else. You are preaching today, man. You have a, you have a your your job is to sell everybody else into your vision, into your whatever you got going on. Um, and if you expect other people, you know what I'm saying, to to just support you and be down, and you know what I'm saying, and and and, and be a part of what you're trying to do, you're fooling yourself. Now, if you do get people that's behind you off the rip. You've done a good job selling your vision, which is, you know what I'm saying, the most important part of your job. And you're blessed and you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yes, people will jump on board and be, you know what I'm saying, support you when it's working, when they see it. But when this shit is just a seed in yeah. the dirt, yeah. and you're like, yo, this shit right here going to be an apple orchard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here Right That little bitty Them, them, right. them 10 little seeds You just threw in dirt That's dirt That's yes. a What I Get out right. of here With that right. bullshit right. right You better, they better Take your ass back to work But I'm telling you This this right here Gonna be an orchard Watch, watch what I tell you Be like yeah. mm-hmm, When is it gonna be It's gonna take about 40 years But Fuck out of here <laughs> You know what I'm saying So it's nobody's job to support you, and if you know, you, do I have to have a story for this? I have many you stories. You don't for this. have to, but it'll be it'll stories. be good. It'll be good. I have Tell many us a story. Tell this. us a story. So, okay, <clears throat> story time with Mister Mahana. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> all right. So I go back to school, right? So this this professional and personal, it all links up. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a link up, and I'm gonna tell you. Um, so, I go back to school, and me, you know, I'm getting back into the flow. I've been out in the trap, so I'm not really student mind. I don't feel like a kid no more. I'm saying all of this college shit going on. Like I can't really get with it. I'm trying to really wrap my mind around entering normal society again. You know what I'm saying as a as a as a regular person. So not really talking to too many girls and stuff like I used to. Like I used to be really excited about that. Ha-ha. But now I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to get where I'm trying to go. And, you know, I meet a chick and um, I meet a few chicks. But this one particular chick, she met me. And that don't really always happen to me. I mean, she rolled up on you, introduced yeah, herself introduce to kinda, you. I got rolled on. And and, uh. that, and I'm not the type of person that that happens to. I'm not, I'm not like, you know what I'm saying, one of them chocolate six-pack having, you know what I'm saying, a lot of pecs and shit. Uh, so I'm a, Morris Chestnut. I'm a, I'm a tall, lanky, you know what I'm saying, type of dude. And so, you know, I, I, I consider myself pretty stylish, but I, I still wasn't a dude that walked into the club and all the girls just was like, Woof, yeah, he that. I had to kind of, you know, use my word game and, you know what I'm saying, use my wit. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I had to holler. You know what I'm saying? I think hollering is played out nowadays. Like, people hey, got Instagram now. 
Tinder, <laughs> Tinder and shit. Like back then, you had to actually roll up on somebody and talk to them. But this particular girl, you roll up on them in their DMs now, right? And, and don't, <laughs> don't get caught out there. I know, like Jr. <laughs> Smith. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to get the pipe. <laughs> Damn. So you said. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? This other girl rolled up on me like, "Hey, my friend would like to meet you." I'm like, that's interesting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So she wrote up. I thought that was cute. You know what I'm yeah, saying? She absolutely. Was, the thing about it, well, you know what I mean? She was a cute girl. She was, she was like nothing, nobody I would I would have rolled on if she was like nobody I ever talked to. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is interesting. Let me see what's what it's going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she was a different type of person. She was real, real, real smart, real nerdy kind of, you know what I'm saying? Mm. She was she was about to graduate and go to med school and shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was intriguing. What med school did she go to? NYU. Interesting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Dope. So she was at fan. You went to NYU. Dope. And so, you know, we we talked and stuff and blah, blah, blah. They skipped. And <clears throat> and um, I'm talking, what I'm doing, a professional truth? Personal. Personal truth. <laughs> you know how you get caught up in your story. Like, <laughs> no, this, this is real shit. This is shit. quite personal, though. This is it's real shit. Like, personal would be real shit. So, you know. Absolutely. I'm, Take your I, time. If Take I stray, your time. If I stray, it's then, all good. You know what I'm saying? So, we got time. So, uh, so we uh, we get to going. You know, we talking back and forth or whatever. Nothing too serious. But, you know, we it's a it's an option. I come up to New York a couple of times, see her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We cool. We hang out. Like, this is okay. cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she runs, you know, like, you know, ah, this long distance, you know, this crazy, it's fucking, you know, it's not good. Yeah, med school is crazy, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you know, shit not really popping off how I wanted to in Miami as far as with the music thing, you know what I'm saying? I got her dropped the records, you know what I'm saying? Put them out, I did pretty cool with them, and I was working on a new project, and I was doing some producing. I had a, a situation where I made a bunch of money, and we were supposed to continue the project. And this is where I learned how not to disrespect the fourth quarter. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, that's back to professional, but I know we're personal. But, it's all right. But, so speak on the fourth so, quarter. So I made a bunch of money with these guys, and we were supposed to do another project, another, you know what I'm saying? I produced a bunch of records for them, and then I was supposed to produce a bunch of more. So we did the first one. They gave me the money. I'm good. I'm just flexing and shit. I got money and right. shit. Right. Ha ha. We out here. We doing <laughs> it. I'm actually making money doing the shit I do. Yeah. And this is why you're still a fan. This is, I had just graduated. Graduated from family. Right. Okay. Right. So, so now, um, these, I guess November comes. It's like Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going gonna to pause. We're going to do Thanksgiving and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Da, 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 da. Then, you know, after Thanksgiving, it's like, yeah, hey, what's up, fellas? Y'all ready to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Damn, the money a little low. We're going to spend a bunch of money on Thanksgiving and all that shit. Huh. Christmas coming up, so we got to, you know what I'm saying, get this money up because I want to put my car in the paint shop. You know what I'm saying? I want to get this, you know what I'm saying, buy this Benz and shit. You huh. know what I'm saying? Got to get everybody gifts. So okay. we're going we gonna to grind, you know, we're going to grind it out, get this money up, and then we'll come back right right at the top of the year and shit like that. Okay. I'm like, damn, this little money that I made the first time is kind of... <laughs> kind of dwindling It's kind of dwindling. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, shit. So, January come. Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? We done spunked out on Christmas and all that. We got to get back up. What? Huh? So, now I, I ain't made no money since, like, October. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, I still got some of it, but... Listen, this is a problem. Big problem. So, you know what I'm saying? My girl, like, you know what I'm saying? You might need to get a job. 
This like, is the girl at NYU. This girl at NYU. I'm like, get a job. You know what I'm saying? People always told me I need to get a job. You know what I'm saying? I had a I had a rap about that. I had a line and a song about that. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers always talk about getting a job. Shit. Got a damn job. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was an entrepreneur. So, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, you're not seeing what I'm trying to do here. Right. So shit got worse. Went from bad to worse. You mean the relationship? <laughs> no, money. Money oh. got bad to worse. And then I was like, shit, I might need to look at getting this job, right? But then, um, so, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't feel like motherfucker was supporting the shit I was trying to do. But at the same time, I was trying to make it work. You know what I mean? So I was looking at jobs and shit, and there was no jobs that I saw in Miami that looked like anything that I would do. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Damn sure I ain't doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My cousin's pops, he he ran the docks. Like he was like oh, okay. the black header at the docks. So, you know, everybody was like, go down and see Wilbur. You could be a longshoreman. Like, I'm not. They made good they, money. But like, Longshoreman was the best thing to do outside of being a drug dealer in Miami. Like, as a f- regular job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You coming in, yeah. nah. fresh out of high school, making 70 plus bonuses. Yeah. Just, just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. And you're getting, you in the union. Yeah. And your shit just only goes up higher from that. And you go to work at 5 in the morning, you're off at 2.30. Yeah. So you outside with the drug dealers by 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you get your car washed the same time all the hustlers get their car washed. You got the same kind of car they got because you got good credit. You got you no know, heavy income. Yeah. So, but I that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't that distracted. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what I didn't say in that story, the Million Man March story, was when I decided to go back to school. That was October 16th. I looked at the calendar to see when I could register. Uh, I could register by this. After in next week I could register, but the week after that is homecoming. Hey, I can knock two birds out with one stone. Go back to homecoming, register, I'm good. So I go back. I was gonna go on Friday. Now something said, you know what? Go Thursday. That's God talking to me. Mm. God said, go Thursday. You know what mm. I'm saying? You can pay a bill and then you can kick it Friday. And see, mm-hmm. God be talking to me like that. Because he, <laughs> he know he know what I want to do. Right, right, right. Now, you can kick it Friday. Go handle the business Thursday. Right. Right. So I go Thursday. And Dr. Hawkins, God rest the dead, he was uh he would call me when I was off doing the young black man craziness, trivialness. Yeah. <clears throat> he would call me every month, every month. Hey, when you coming back to school? Uh. I'm like, I'll be back, Doc. What you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I, this package. I'm making records. <laughs> all right, that's good, but come back to school. I'm like, all right. So I go see him first. I pay my bills, then I go see him. And when I'm walking into his office, he's walking out of his office. And uh, I'm like, hey, Doc, I'm back. He's like, oh, man, that's good. He's like, I'm like, I need to register. He was like, yeah, I'm going to register you, but I can't do it right now. I'm leaving now. We got a speaker. Mm. He's like, actually, you should come. And he took me, and that speaker was Keith Klinskels, who was the CEO of Vibe. Uh Uh-huh. Got it. Here we go. So that was an aside. You know what I'm saying? So now I know the president of Vibe. Right, and have a connection. Have a connection. We right. talked about it. You know what I'm saying? We actually did a couple of things over the two years after that. But when I moved in, when I say, you know what, I could go to New York. I know, I know the dude from Vibe. I knew some people at the record labels. I knew kids at Rockefeller mm-hmm. Records when it was just starting. And I was like, shit, I could get on somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I got, I decided I was going to move to New York. 
I thought that would make my girl happy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> make her happy, you know what I'm saying? I get this job, and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Another, right. another pulled away from my original shit. Which is entrepreneurship. Right. So I get here, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm thinking I'm about to get to welcome. Hey, welcome. I get off the plane. I get to my girl crib. She got the look on her face like, oh, my God. This motherfucker actually moved here. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I, I don't. I, I don't think I was. When I said that the long distance wasn't doing it for me, Damn, I did not I mean think in a move. million years that you were gonna actually move. So you didn't me. tell her you were coming. No, I did. She knew. I was. She was like, "If you lived here, it would be so much better." I'm like, you know what? Shit, I'm gonna make that shit happen. You know what I'm saying? But see, that's the thing. A lot of times when when women tell you some shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it don't be because that's what they want. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's because they don't think that you would do it. And mm. that'll just prove that you would, yeah. you would motherfucking fuck up. Yeah. And this motherfucker ain't, won't even have the balls to come get me. <laughs> but I had the balls and right. I showed the fuck up. Right, right. You don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, shit. <laughs> so I get here. <laughs> Shit's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That is messed up. She no, look at you like, but, like, but, like the but, wreck is slow. But it's subtle. It's not like it's not like it was that dramatic how I'm saying it. Yeah. It's just a subtle thing. That's you feel like, it. You like, feel it. You like, oh. It's just a subtle look that'd be like, oh. And it's an everyday thing because then you'll get past it. You go to dinner and then it's, you know, whatever. But that initial shit don't never leave you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. I done been here four or five times and mm-hmm. I get, you know what I'm saying, a king's welcome. Yeah. This time. It was different. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I see it, but I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I, I start putting my shit in motion, trying to make shit happen. I got my little $200. Then I, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make moves and get the shit going. But the whole thing, that's why I said when when you're talking about your dreams and expecting other people to believe in them, I still believe that, you know what I'm saying? You know, my partner should believe in my shit. And they should, you know what I'm saying, like, actually, you know, help me to achieve that by yeah. at least seeing positive affirmations or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't fucking just dog me out in your words, you know what I'm saying? Every time I say something I want to do, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't, and then she said some shit to me one time. That that was the kicker. It, it, it really... This that gave me the truth. The truth was, she said, "Does the world need another producer?" Because you know I was producing records, doing music. Yeah, she's like, "Does the world need another producer?" Damn, I'm like, "What? Does Damn. the world need a motherfucking doctor?" Maybe. Did you say that? No, but I, <laughs> you have to eat it because you're in an argument. Either it's gonna go off the rails and y'all gonna fight, or it's gonna you have to eat it and and figure out how you're gonna respond. But the shit hit so hard. That it was like, that's a who? So you don't. So, and my mom trying to process this shit. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker just don't respect me at all as mm-hmm. far as who I am. Because I ain't just no fucking producer. You know who I am? Yeah. And people in the world know me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I done, niggas think I'm motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you sitting here telling me that you can't, I, what? So. And on top of that, you are still trying to get a job. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like- some bullshit. <laughs> so, so on the personal level, I learned at that in that moment that motherfuckers not gonna believe in your shit. And see, with her, I took it so personally because I didn't know no better. Yeah. That that I let it. You know what I'm saying? I just I, I couldn't even be in that shit like that. Even though I still wanted to be in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
that was like the 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 that was like you know what I'm saying like the scarlet letter like I never forgive you for saying that shit you know what I'm saying because you're yeah. in your own feelings yeah and then so we broke See, I up broke up we 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 we, we were going to talk about it. let's have a meeting talk about the state of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> United Nations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we had this we had this meeting and shit. And then she's like, let's go to uh first Friday and we're gonna talk about it. That ain't no way to talk. It's loud as hell in there. I wish I was as astute as you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever. We go to fucking you first. You talking about the, the Brooklyn Museum first Friday? No, it was, you no that's first the, Saturday. You talking was, about in the city? In the city, like oh, the first okay, Friday. Okay, that okay, was yeah, when yeah. the first Fridays was a big Yeah, 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 yeah. So we get to the first Friday, and this shit is $20 a head. Now, mind you, I'm right, like, you oh, I'm limited right? motherfucking cash. <laughs> right. And so she's I a pay, student. So I she, pay. She got, she, you know, she got student loans and shit. You know what I'm saying? But she, I'm the man, so I should pay. And you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to keep my shit together already. This motherfucker think I ain't about nothing right now. So, <laughs> so I pay the $40. We go into the club and shit. We get we in the foyer. And then we, she stops in the foyer. She stops short. She looks at me. She was like, you know what? Um, I think we're just prolonging the inevitable. Wow. After you paid the $40. After I paid I'm like, in my mind, I was like, Bitch, <laughs> you could have told me that shit <laughs> three minutes ago. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got guts. Oh, I'm like, man, this is oh, fucked up. Shit. I'm like, you know, man, fuck it, I'm out. She's like, you're leaving? I'm like... You know what I'm saying? You don't want to dance? Like, no, I don't want to do shit. I want to get the fuck out of here. You're, like, you're going you're gonna to leave me here? I'm like, well, you can leave now too, but right, I'm right. getting out of here. <laughs> so I, we left. I walked into a spot, and then I fucking went went to my spot. And, and it's like you're prolonging the inevitable, but, like, you're the one who recommended we come here. Y'all well, the pro- <laughs> we were in the relationship, we was prolonging. We, she was saying, basically, we'll inevitably break up because this is not working. Right, but she could have said that at the apartment. She could have said that shit right outside the door. <laughs> so that hurt my feelings and shit, you know? No, I feel you. That, but, that's painful. But I recovered in a quick fashion because God be talking to me. And what did he say? What, what is he say? So he after say? the fact, you know what I'm saying? This was the first, it was Friday. It was the first Friday. And um, so I go home, I'm like, you know what? Cause I hadn't got the thing at Vibe yet, um, so I'm still looking for other jobs at all kind of record labels. And so I'm like, yo, you know what? It's, you know what I'm saying? I woke up Saturday, like, yo, I'm gonna make this motherfucker shit happen. Fuck this. You know, I know I'm supposed to be cussing, but yeah, it's all good. I'm cussing <laughs> like a mug. I'm gonna make this happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make it happen, man. It's just what I'm gonna do, I, man. But I got the New York Times. I'm in the. We got the warrant ads. I'm like, I'm pacing the floor. No like, internet back then. No, 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 no Craigslist. It was no, an internet, no, but indi- no Indeed.com. We, we didn't have it at our spot. So I'm like, you know what? I'm make it happen. So Monday comes. We have phone, but I ain't no cell phone. Monday comes. I'm, at, I'm in Grand Central Station with a pocket full of quarters. I'm at Grand Central because they had the booths where you could close the door. You know what I'm saying? It's quiet in there. So I'm like, yeah, it's like my office. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying I'm slick with it. <laughs> so I went out on the street with mine. Right. So I'm in there with a pocket full of quarters. I've been calling the dude from five every day and shit. 
And boom, first quarter, first call, the dude I was trying to get at Vibe answered. You know wow. what I'm saying? Bring me your resume. And, you know, long story short, you know what I'm saying? From there, I got on with Vibe. You know what I'm saying? Not official job, but he gave me a contract, da 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 and it worked out. That was a Saturday, you said? No, this was Monday. It was I, Monday, it was okay. Saturday, Sunday, I was pacing the floor. You know what I'm saying? I was I was getting all the way in full fucking form because you yeah, want for this, not, this, this is not how my story is supposed to end. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is not it. This is, I'm telling you, this is not, I done been through too much. This is not the ending. Right. So, boom, that Monday, he answered the phone. I took on my resume. Turns out that a girl that used to work for me in Florida was starting her internship for this guy that day. So when my resume wow. come in with She's Fan like, You on it, beautiful. he's like, hey, you know this guy Ali Muhammad from Fan You? She's like, oh, Ali, yeah, shit, he the man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Crystal because she was really yeah. the inside plug. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful, yeah. So anyway, I was able to get on and... um. It taught me a lot of lessons because I stuck to the shit. Oh, this this was the line. This was really the line that threw it off. It wasn't even a, does the world need another producer. This is the line. So, do you have a job? <laughs> like, you know, I know, you know, I ain't got no job. You, I mean, what are you working on? Like, I'm on, the only thing I really got is this thing at Vibe. And then she was like, don't you think that's a long shot? Wow. I was like, my whole life is a long shot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then mm. we broke up. And then wow. that Monday... It was on. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you fast forward and see God, see, when I tell you, God be talking to me. See, I didn't even know. I didn't put none of this together. You know what I'm saying? The next year, the next week, I met the lady who became my wife. You know what mm. I'm saying? Um, you know, fast forward, we pregnant. We get, had a baby the, uh, the next year after that. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we we living life. You know what I'm saying? It's probably like 2002 or three or some shit like that because this was 99 when okay. all this was When it happened, yeah. So when two-way pages came out, right? <laughs> two-way pages, like the two-way, the Motorola two-way mm-hmm. page. They had a calendar in it, you know what I'm saying? Just like how a calendar is on your phone now. Yeah, yeah. And you could go to any date that you choose. And I was like, you know what? I wonder what first Friday of 1999, what the date was on that. Uh. So I went back. So then I could figure out which first day I started by, what the numbers were. And so, first Friday of 1999 was May 7th. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Which meant Monday was May 10th. Was right. when but he picked up the phone and it was on. Right. At this point, you know what I'm saying, I had my first son, you know what I'm saying, and I don't know if my second son was on the way, something like that. But if that Monday was May 10th, my son, my first son was born on May 10th. Mm. The next year mm-hmm. of 2000, you know what mm. I'm saying? Then my second son was born on May 10th, four years later. Wow. So, so it's just God leaving you wow. with a, God leaving you with Trail. that that that, yeah. that 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 let you that know. Memory. Yeah, that let remember you know that. that listen, you know what I'm saying? Stick to your shit. Yeah. Cuz when you got everybody else in your fucking shit, it don't work. Yeah. The shit when it work is when you go and do the thing you know to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, like I said, I fall off. You know what I'm saying? I was off last week. I was off on some other shit that, you know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> but I always got May 10th to remind me that you don't win when it ain't yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
when you when it's yours, mm-hmm. you, you you always successful when you do your shit. Mm-hmm. No matter how long it takes, no matter how much you go through, you always win when it's your shit. Mm. Ooh, yeah, you know bro. Saying? So yeah, that's bro. the personal, like you know what I mean. No, that's yeah, no, that's big. That's the personal. That's big. That's yeah. big. All right. All right. All right. I, I hope the stories weren't too long. Nah, nah, nah. This, 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 is, this is what the people need. Somebody sitting on the train right now listening to this, so they got time to work. Shout out to the A train, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about um let me see. I got I got a couple questions here. Let me see what I'm gonna ask you. So actually let's let's segue from from your uh from your truth prescription. Mm-hmm. You know, you said that basically one of the, one of the truths is that um, people need to focus their energies on what they're supposed to do. So for you, Ali Muhammad, um, how would you tell somebody that's maybe a little confused or maybe be- a little bewildered and not sure what they're supposed to do? How can they identify that? Well, I'm not sure because it comes to everybody in its own form. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't know. And you don't have to know. You know what I'm saying? There's certain points in your life where you don't know what's, what it is you're supposed to do. But you do have a guy within you that kind of give you a hint. You know what I'm saying? May leave you a couple of bread trails. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have certain things in your life that feel really good when you do them. There you go. And you know that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm pretty good at this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> anytime I, like, you might work a job and do some other things and, and you might just bake pies on the side and shit just because you like to do it. Right. And people always be like, girl, shit, this pies. And it might not be that you're supposed to start a full-fledged business and live your life off of it, but you have to explore it. Yeah. When it's something that you do innately and you do it well and you do it better than other people, you have to kind of get that some type of attention. Yeah. And, and and usually it's somewhere down that lane where you can find, you know what I'm saying, success that you never imagined by following that and you're feeling good about it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you do it, you feel like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this since I was like, psh, nobody ever messed with me on this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... But it's, uh. it's 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 not everybody that's gonna know exactly what that is up front, and it might be you know what I'm saying you might not know what you're better than other people because sometimes you might have to try things. Some yeah. people never try stuff to even know. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's like you just may feel unfulfilled in the place where you're at, and you want to go to another place, and you know you belong in another place. And sometimes you have to explore. Mm-hmm. You know try what I'm saying? Different things. Right. I just happen to be a natural explorer from the jump. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I kind of realized some things that I was good at. Some shit I just wanted to do just because I wanted to do them, not because I was the best at them. Like, I wasn't ever the best rapper, but I just wanted to do it. Yeah. But I knew that that whole thing would take me to a place where I wanted to be, and and that's what I saw in my head. You know what I'm saying? I knew that, that, that... it would take me to a place where, you know what I'm saying, I could speak to people and, and I, I would have an audience. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I knew that before even I ever rapped one word. I knew that the mic gave you an audience, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And mm. and um and you could do it in politics. But for some reason it said, you know, this speaks more to, you know what I'm saying, just something in that is just right with yeah. who I am. Yeah. So from the time I was a kid, like once I adopt, adopted hip hop, that's all I ever did. You know what I'm saying? I really, I had a job in high school at a hospital, 
but I made all my money within the realm of music and you know drugs. But that's a side. That's an aside. <laughs> but I made all of my money within content and music and people and audiences. You know what I'm saying? Like media is audience. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So. I didn't know that when I thought about it when I was in, in seventh grade or something like that. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? If you had a mic and you had an audience, you know what I'm saying? I, you could have been Jesse Jackson, but I knew that wasn't it. But I didn't know <laughs> that it was media. But that's just something that just, that's just the little little twinkling, twinkling of a, a, a seed of information yeah. that grew. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just followed that. It sounds like you're telling people, if you don't know, experiment. And when you experiment, whatever makes you feel good or whatever whatever you find that you have a natural affinity to focus in that area. And, and it's, it's it's see the thing about it is you have to you have to learn how to how to how to um listen to yourself and understand who you are. And sometimes feel good and what I'm talking about is two different things. Cuz cuz when you when you have that when you have that twinkle in your heart it's different. You don't. It's nothing in the regular world that makes you feel that way. And I don't, I don't know if everybody feel that, but it's it's more than just oh, this makes me feel good. I like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you feel like that, and then you get distracted and do that. But when it's real, you feel it. And it's like a ooh. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Something deep. It's deep. It's deep. It wake you up out your sleep. It, you know what I'm saying? Make your hair stand up on your arms. It's it's different. It's something that's, and it's not no extra like some, like a hit you upside the head, some epiphany, <laughs> the apple fall out of the tree. It's just a real, very subtle thing, and you, it's easy to ignore if you yeah. don't pay attention to who you are. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, I paid attention to the things that was in my head when I woke up in the morning, when I started rapping and making beats, then that took the place of what I woke up with. You know what I'm saying? Before I would wake up with certain things, and then when I started doing that, I would wake up. Beats would be already in my head. And I wake mm-hmm. up and have to hum them and tape them. Uh-huh. Or, you know what I'm saying? That'll already be there. That I'll wake up with that shit. Mm-hmm. When I stopped doing that, other things took place of that. So anything that occupies that space in my mind when I first wake up, before, you know what I'm saying, you get it going, before you all the way up, in between sleep and consciousness... It lives in there. Some, mm-hmm. It lives in something there somewhere. Lives, something special it, it, is in something there. Something lives in there. And then yeah. some mornings you wake up with like, ooh, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. It's in there. Yeah. It's in there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, that's, and it's hard to explain, but it's there. When you when you out in a crowd or you out with your people or you somewhere, wherever you at doing what you do, and you say a certain thing or you step a certain way, or you move a certain way, and it's like, ooh. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's in there. Yeah. It's that. Okay. It feels like that. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? And and you know it because you just do it innately and shit. You right. Know what I'm okay. I don't know if I answered no, that. No, no, no. You answered you answered it perfectly. You answered right. it perfectly, actually. What else we got? Uh this question is interesting because, you know, obviously you're Muslim. Um, you're married to a non Muslim, which is which is very interesting, right? Uh-huh. Your wife your wife is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it being married to somebody that's non-Muslim? And then, you know, what? Do, how do the kids relate? Like, what religion do they follow? Man, that, that ain't really no big trip. Okay. You know well, you've been doing it a while, so it ain't even that. It's like, it's two humans. You know what I'm saying? You married to some, somebody that believes something different than you. It might not be 
Jesus or Muhammad. It, it's something else, though. It's something that she might believe deeply that you might not believe and y'all Fed disagree. Fed up. And it might be just a subtle little point. That's how I view religion. If I'm looking at Islam and Christianity, day-to-day people live. They live as humans wherever they're from. I grew up in Miami amongst a family of Christians, and we had our little small set. I only love me, my daddy, and my mama, and my sister as Muslims. You know what I'm saying? So everything else was Christian, right? So, you know, you you once I put all of it together and we live day to day, we don't have no disagreements until it's like grandma cooked pork chops for dinner. <laughs> and it's like, well, we don't eat pork. Right. And then it's like, why pork ain't never killed nobody? Oh, yes, it has. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, at that time, they ain't know that. So, but then, you know what I'm saying? Then you start looking at the real scriptures and you see where it break off and then all of them are stem from Abraham. Da 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 da. Jesus is in Islam. Jesus is in Christianity. But in Christianity, they believe Jesus is, is God, the Son of God. And, you know what I'm saying? In, in Islam, in Islam he's, he's a prophet. prophet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, we're going to, we going to, we falling out over a technicality. You know what I'm saying? Semantics. You know what I'm saying? So great wars are fought over that. But you know what I'm saying? Inside my house, it's not. we not talk about is Jesus God or is Jesus a prophet every day. We talking about what these kids need. Da, 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 da. But you know what I'm saying? A simple form, my belief pattern is that believe how you believe. You know what I'm saying? I can't force my beliefs on nobody. I don't care. Even if I did say, hey, you a Christian, convert to, to Islam, you probably still go go back in the room and pray to Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing the rakat, you, you know actually what I'm playing like, to Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I, I, this, mother, this motherfucker made me do this. Jesus, don't kill me. You know what I'm saying? That's like me selling dope and praying to Allah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it don't make no sense, but it's life. You know what I'm saying? So, how am I hold that oh, against my goodness. a woman I fell in love with? It's hilarious. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't see how I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I was the girl from the med school was yeah. Muslim. Get out of here. Yeah, she was Muslim. Interesting. And she didn't believe in the she didn't believe in me. Uh, I didn't that's so, an interesting point. So so you know what I'm wow. saying? So at the end of the day, I'm gonna be mad because you believe something slightly different. And as a, a growing up Muslim, right? You meet girls and then you know what I'm saying, you know, you talk to girls, you know, I was I like the ladies. And the main thing is gonna be nobody in the in the motherfucking eighties. Nobody knew what a Muslim was. <laughs> Black people, they huh? You what? Muslim? You Jamaican? <laughs> you Haitian? What, 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 what is this? It's like what, what, what? I don't what? Yeah. So then there was a lot of misinformation. I heard Muslim men beat their wives. <laughs> like I'm in I'm in tenth grade. Like what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And then you might find yourself in a situation where you really really like somebody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and they're like, "Well, we can't be together." What, 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 what you talking about? We like each other, like we kicking it, like we good. I ain't giving up Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> so as you grow up, you like, okay, I love this person. I love everything about them. They love me. They support me. You know what I'm saying? I'm tripping because she want to have Christmas. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not tripping because she want to have Christmas. I done lost. I done lost a couple that I like because of Christmas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I done been with a couple that believe all the same shit I do that I lost because they ain't believe nothing else about me. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So what I say to my kids wow. is that 
You know what I'm saying? This is what your mother believes. This is what your, you know what I'm saying? I believe they go to my daddy's house. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? They 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 saying they making a lot. Oh, okay, doing good. woodoo, oh, they, you know what I'm saying? Woodoo, I woodoo, know, woodoo, all that, yeah. Okay. So they see both ways. They see both sides. As a grown person, they gonna have to make a decision on who they who they are and what they want to be. They, but you know what I'm saying? If there's a foundation, they know that you know what I'm saying. They believe in high power. You know what I'm saying? And they, and it's and it's they have to look at it from an objective point of view as far as who they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's you know. And yeah, it might not be the best as far as whoever says that, but that's how I do. Yeah. I think it's interesting, even in the business that you're in, I, I was listening to in the conversation maybe ah, maybe a couple, maybe three, four months ago, and you were talking about how you had gone to St. Bart's and how, you know, how up it was there, how much money there was there and how everybody there looked different to you. And they were looking at you like, who is this tall dude, you know, with even this beard? Even the ones that looked like me was looking at me different. Right. Like they wasn't really speaking and... Who is and, this black guy? Who's right, the black guy? Right. And I, I feel like your ability to sort of peruse and be successful in those areas, you know, is a reflection of your relationship because, you know, fundamentally, you know, your wife has different views, but you guys still have that love, that connection. I think the other thing that's important for your kids, not only just who they choose, but it's kind of like the fact that they're just seeing two people in a loving relationship is mm-hmm. critical. You know, especially in 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 in, in the black family. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm sure your relationship, nobody's relationship is perfect, um, but the fact that you guys are there, you guys are committed, and you know, there's, you know, the fact. So you you talk about date nights, and I and I do, you know, I do that with my wife as well. We have date nights. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, bro, that I mean that that thing is so important. Right. You know what I'm saying for just maintaining the relationship and keeping things going. So I know that 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 core of love is there, mm-hmm. and the fact that they can see that is probably more important. I mean, you could be an atheist, I, right. I, you know, and you or you could be mm-hmm. a you know we could both be the same religion and uh-huh. hate each other's gut and fuss right. every day, and you right. know what I'm saying, right? You know, yeah. So you know, then you could really beat your wife, and then you know, yeah, you, and you not just, be Muslim, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But I think the main thing is is that you deal with each other as humans. Like if you go out and it's, it's like all this stuff. Like we might we might go home and our kids we discipline our kids we beat them and shit or whatever the, whatever whatever your <laughs> discipline is. And I can't really do it because if I if I I get hide at my kids and I, I I fix my myself to whoop them or beat them, <laughs> and then I think when I'm in the streets. I don't solve problems like this. Mm. I don't. As much as I want to whoop another grown folks, I choose another way to solve the problem. Yeah. And so, especially like with my daughter, like yeah, this how I'ma solve the problem. All this evolution that I've done, and you know what I'm saying, all this life experience, and this is the best I could come up with. <laughs> I'ma beat your ass. I'ma beat your ass, and that's just <laughs> it. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, it, it, it's effective, but I'm. I'm sure I could come up with a better solution to the problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same, man. It's the same with, with relationships and religion and all that because it's every, we are individual humans trying to, trying to um, exist in the same space. That's it. All right. All right. Let's jump, let's jump into, uh, into yes or BS. Okay. All right. Here we go. Bullshit. Number one. All right. Being a Muslim requires uh, the most discipline of all the major religions. Yes. (laughs) Being being in any religion requires the most discipline that a human 
and nobody gets it right. So that just tells you. <laughs> I'm saying it requires the type of discipline. You know what I'm saying? That it's maximum human discipline mm-hmm. in any religion. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Christian, there's a lot of shit you ain't supposed to do that just, people just, I, you know. But no other religion requires you to pray five times a day. What y'all got to do with it? That, that requires a lot of discipline. You think that's discipline? Heck yeah, that's, that's difficult. In Christianity, you require to have a relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and let him be your Lord and Savior and guide your way. Right. And you're supposed to live in, 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 in the way that he, in the manner that he would live. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You ain't supposed to have no sex before marriage. You ain't yeah. supposed to do this. You ain't supposed to do <laughs> That's discipline. A lot of discipline. Oh, when I break it down, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily get down and do my, my prayers five times a day. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you like this. The practice of it, all it is is, like say, it, this is simply how it is. Like you say, we got to pray five times a day. This is what it is. You wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Most religions, they pray. Let me pray to God, thank him for this day. Right. right? Get on the train, go to work. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker step on your toe. <laughs> <laughs> He's panhandling, talking shit. <laughs> you get all, you get flustered like, you mad, you, you ain't had your coffee yet. What you do? Let me pray. Right, that's twice, right? Mm-hmm. You get to work, drink your coffee, you have it. Ah, oh, yeah, it's good. Da, da, da. You're getting that little space between when you get there before lunch. Two hours, two hours after you got there, two hours before lunch, you're like, shit, I'm out of focus. Let me pray. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, all right, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two hours later, you go to lunch. What you do? Pray before your food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dog, God, thank you for this food. You have four times already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's really. That's really what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's constantly composing yourself in the face of everything that's going on around you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's constantly pulling yourself back together. You know what I'm saying? When you could just spiral out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I only really do it is, is during Ramadan. Like I do it like a full on, the full on ritual. Up, fudge, uh, right. Do the whole thing. But... <clears throat> That's how that's how I see it. Like once I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, I see why they say five times a day. Cause you know what I'm saying? If you do it five times a day, it cover all those parts of the day where you could get flustered, where you can, you know what I'm saying, get off your balance, you know what I'm saying? So if if you're in any religion and you and when you feel the need that you're you're getting out of control or you're you're faced with obstacles and you like, you know what, let me compose myself and say a little prayer. You'll end up doing that five, six, seven, eight times a day. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. So for me, the re- the practice of it is, I just, you know, really, I'm trying to have a constant conversation with God. Like I say, I, I, I'll i be waiting for the intervention because I know yeah. it's good shit when it yeah, happens. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, God, oh, you here? Okay, bad, my man. I'm glad <laughs> to see you, dog, because I know it's about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right, what have we got? Number two. Okay. Spike Lee is like most geniuses misunderstood. What what is it? What OBS? It's true for yes. BS? Yes, OBS. Yes. Yes. Okay. I you know I got beef. I know. But but again, we settled that beef. You know what I'm saying? We me and Spike settled the beef. He don't even know we had the beef, but we settled it. Did, I'm good. Did he know that y'all settled the beef? 
Yeah, through, oh, okay. through, through telepathic. Mental telepathy? Yeah, mental telepathy. I let them know that I ain't got no beef with them. All right. This next, this next one, I actually know this person personally. Okay. Number three. Quest love is like most geniuses. Misunderstood. Yes. <laughs> and what did he? What did he tell you? He was like, and listen. A lot of people named their sons listen, after, listen, after I, me. I, listen, I met Questlove the first time. I met Questlove. My son, my wife was pregnant, and oh god, no, she had just had the baby. He was probably like three, four weeks old, and I booked Questlove on the show at Vibe when I first got there. The first project I had done. No, this was the next year. So it was the second year we did it. So anyway. Um, I meet him and he's like, I meet everybody, da da da. Yes, I'm this, I'm that, I'm black, thought, blah blah blah. And then we get to him, it's like, yeah, he's like, I'm Amir. And I'm like, oh wow, I just named my my, my son's name Amir. <laughs> and he was like very smugly. <laughs> A lot of people named their children after me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? You know, but <laughs> here's the thing: just this weekend, <laughs> I was going to Philly and somebody told me a story. Mm-hmm. That he did the same thing. You know, he, it wasn't even that. They were like dating and it was like, you know what? You should name your child after me. I'm like, what? That is weird that he did the same shit. Like, what the fuck is that? So that's just well, him. I told, well, I, just, but I, I think his humor is misunderstood. I think it is because when I told him, because I, I, you know, I see him, I see him uh, probably every other week. Mm-hmm. I told him about it. He you said, told him about that? Yeah, I told Get him. Get the fuck out of here. I told him. I told him. I told him. <laughs> <laughs> I told him. And he was like, I don't even remember that. I was, of course <laughs> he doesn't remember that. I was, I was nobody to him. But he, he did it. And I don't fucking, I, right. I don't forget it. Right, right, right. It, you know what I'm saying? You ain't talking to me. Like, who the fuck is you for me to be naming my child after you? <laughs> I don't even know you. You weren't even popping in. You just a fat dude with an afro. But now I get it. I understand yeah, I that mean, his humor is just yeah, odd. Yeah, he's, he's just an odd fella. He, yeah, he's 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 a funny cat. He actually is real funny. All right. Number four. New York has more culture than Miami. BS. <laughs> they have more culture that you know. They have more they have more cultured things. They have more uh um uh, what do they call that? Systematic culture. They have more society type of culture. They have more money. Rolling around, they have more museums and more fucking theater, theaters and and shit. Mm, okay, but you know what I'm saying. Thing about culture is that culture grows and lives every day. So the organism, it's not something that just you you make and you put a building there and then it's culture. Culture is a living organism that that is going and growing everywhere all around us. You know what I'm saying and where I'm from, I'm dialed in to our unique culture. We don't have buildings to put around them. We don't have theaters to put our shows on the stage. But if you stand outside where I'm from, it's a lot going on in different places. You got that little Haiti. You got Miami. You got black people. You got Jamaicans. You got Cubans. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think Good what point. people did in New York, and and we talked about this as, uh, as far as um, how Jewish people created Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Like, just New York Jewish people just trying to entertain themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They started with, like, the Nickelodeons where, you know, you put a nickel in and you could watch a little, you know, a little film inside of this, like, binocular-looking things. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know what I'm saying? That's how it started with the silent movies. And they created these rituals of going to the 
to the movies to see these shows as it started to grow, and then it turned into Hollywood. Mm. They built that wow. from the ground. You had to respect that. Yeah. But they took something that was in their culture and made a business out of it, made a, uh, made a system out of it. You know, so a lot of these things around here are just built off of things that people would do, and then they put money behind it, and you know what I'm saying? But culture is going on every day around everybody in every neighborhood. It's just taking it and packaging it and selling it. And I don't know, we haven't sold our Miami culture that good. All y'all know about us Art is Basil. booty music, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Luke. But, you know, you know that's, yeah. Trick, yeah. Trick Daddy. Yeah, so. Rick Ross. Yeah, but. That's that's on the backs of the people who actually live it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just booty. Like, booty music wasn't even intended to be booty music. It was nothing. You know what I'm saying? When Luke made, when um, Two Live Crew was a group out of California. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had this song called Beatbox. Beat, beat, beatbox. Beat, beat, beatbox. But in the song... You know what I'm saying? They had a line in the song that said, like Luke Skywalker, I got the force. Whenever mm. I rhyme, I am the boss. So Luke mm. was like, hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they played that, all they jams, they played that record. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then people did this dance called the ghetto jump, where you jump up and down. You know what I'm saying? But Luke tried to make a song called Ghetto Jump with another group from Miami, and it, you know, it was cool. It was whatever. It was regular. <laughs> Raggler. <laughs> it didn't go that far. Okay. Then the next year, a dance came out called Throw the D. Like, <laughs> Throw the Dick. Right. So Luke was like, you know what? Because he would bring two live crew to perform at a skate rink all the time. He was like, you know what? I'm going to get these guys that made the beatbox song that everybody liked to make the Throw the D song. Mm. Then they made a song Throw the D, and then Fresh uh, Mr. Mix Scratched in all the dolomite and the nasty, you know what I'm saying, Aunt Esther and all the nasty talking, you know what I'm saying, cuss mm-hmm. words and yeah. sex. And then that had never been heard before. Then it was like, <laughs> then it became booty music because everybody wanted to do that same thing. Mm, okay. And then, so then that's when it became. So it wasn't like their intent, like we're going to create booty music. Nah, they were going to make a song for a dance. Mm-hmm. And then that shit just turned into a whole thing. But, again, all of that is built on culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Luke and ghetto-style DJs came from, like, a DJ culture, a Miami DJ culture. And that's rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got a cousin, DJ Chipman, who does not just DJ culture, but he does, like, the dance, like, the street dance stuff, like, the stuff they doing in Jersey and in um, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's the Miami version of that. And, like, okay. so... He make all these dances and stuff like that. So it's like that culture. Then you got, again, the food cultures. You got, you know what I mean? Culture is a living organism, man. And people don't look at it like that. But that's, no, they don't. But that's like, for me, that's the thing that that, that gives me the sparkle because I know that. And I have to do something about that. And I get distracted and I do other shit. So you think you think Miami has as much culture as New York or more? I think culture is a a, a being that... It's a it's a equilibrium. Like it's it, 
it, it's no state of we got more culture. That's what people like to say. Uh, Chicago got more culture than such. such. Really, it ain't. It, you might have more places to put it on show, but if you a human, if you out, if you outside, if you an outside person and you go around, you go to any city. I could, when I, my mom moved to uh, Albany, Georgia, right, and this was around Fresh Fest too. The Houdini, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. Yeah, it came to Miami. It was dope. I seen it in Miami. I was in Albany, Georgia. It was a little-ass country town, which people would think have no color. Uh, it's country-ass town. Nah, bruh. They had way more culture than I had ever seen. Huh. You know what I'm saying? As far as the people and what they did and how they how they responded to the lifestyle and, and just dancing and having fun and smiling. It's just It's like, it's just... They didn't have no, like, where I'm from, you got this restriction of, like, the street code and you got to be serious and watch back and, you know what I'm saying, might, might try to rob you. Mm-hmm. They ain't had that. They just was just unfiltered, just having fucking fun. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I felt like that was more culture in that sense than we had. Okay. And And again, and that's, I feel like... In that same regard, like somewhere like Atlanta has more culture than New York because, <laughs> because, not because it does in real life, because it's free to express it. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I see what you're saying. a lot of times with New York, it's so much on it that they repress it because it's like, you know what I'm saying, too cool or this, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no real outlets to really grow it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's there. So, like I said, it's all balanced, but sometimes you repress it. Sometimes you put money behind it. Sometimes it's just free. And I think if you're really paying attention, it's all there and it's at all times. Okay. All right. That's just me, though. Number five. Most things aren't worth complaining about. Yes, most things, yes. And number six. I actually put this in there because it's one of those when those jewels you dropped, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> never close a deal with someone who whose rent is lower than your check." Yes, but you got to explain that. Yeah, you know you explain it because I'm not saying it well. So yeah, explain it real quick. It's, it's not you know what I'm saying. Never close a deal with them. It's like I call it. It's the if the theory of it is the theory of the $2,000 nigga. <laughs> the theory of the $2,000 nigga is such that when you're independent and you're on your own and you're doing your business and you're doing a deal with a major corporation and somebody works there that you're doing a deal with, they don't own the company and they're not in a, a very high position, middle of role position, middle, middle management, you know what I'm saying? They might be a director, maybe associate director, something like that, but you know what I'm saying? They have to answer to a couple of different people. They don't make the final decision. Um, when you're dealing with people like that, um, human nature kicks in when your deal gets on the table. You come, you got this little company yep. that you started, you know what I'm saying? You got this idea, you're selling it to them, they like it, they want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Then you, then they, then we talk about how much it costs. All right, that's gonna be twenty thousand, and you, you're trying to keep it modest because you know it's really gonna cost fifteen to do, and you might make five. 
You know what I'm saying? But you like, so you trying to get it done, so you trying to be modest and shit. And then they looking at the they looking at the, the twenty thousand like, mm. They go back. Now I gotta go tell my boss that this is gonna cost twenty thousand and we're gonna give it to this guy right here. Huh. And then since when the human nature kick in, it becomes wait a minute. <laughs> it takes me six months to make this kind of money. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna just give it to him, yeah. And then I don't feel comfortable with that, mm. and I I really don't feel comfortable going to my boss to tell him I'm gonna give this guy what it takes me six months to make, because mm. these motherfuckers didn't even give me no raise in the last two years. <laughs> this is what's going on in the head and shit. Right. You don't know though. You don't know none of this though. You just like yeah. But you learn this over time. Yeah, you learn this like you don't know it, but you know you you just sit back. Yeah. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna, did they approve it? And then be like, nah, we can't do it. We could do it, but it's gonna. We have to do it for ten. Do it for ten, right? Like ten. Shit, I can't do it for ten. So, what I learned is that you, when you're doing deals with people who don't have the power or don't have the mindset of salute, a solution based mindset, they're gonna always think with their personal, their personal problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or their personal scenario and their personal situation. So. So you got to deal with somebody who's making 20K a month. Well, it ain't or, even or a number. Two. It's a mindset. Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're, you're calling your shots, you're a CEO of your situation, you have to deal with people who are in a position where they make enough money that all they're dealing with is how do we solve this problem? And it's, is that a solution? How much is that solution? Bet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not thinking about, well, that's going to be more than I make. I'm not going to give that guy. And the girl, once the first time I noticed that the girl was like, why would I? I'm not going to give you $20,000. i am like, give me. You ain't giving me shit. <laughs> first of all, you ain't giving me nothing. Right. It's going to cost fifteen just to execute. Right. Right. And I'm not going to execute for you for free for nobody. But nothing, you know what I'm saying? So you're not. I'm like, who? How dare you? Like, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like an old white woman. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you say that to me? <laughs> this shit work costs money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you're going, you if you want to really get shit done, you got to deal with people, decision makers. Right. So, so you won't even have those meetings with those people anymore. No, I'm not you saying just- that. You have to explore and you have to go through. Da, 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 but you have to know. What you're dealing with, uh-huh. and you have to treat it a certain way. Even if, if you have to deal deal with people like that, you have to you have to finesse it in a way that you know what I'm saying. Don't make them feel uncomfortable or right. alienated. Maybe you can say, "Listen, I got to pay my people this amount." Yeah, you got to lead with something. Yeah, that but makes then, it- but we don't really want to have to go through all that. So what I say is, you know what I'm saying. You have to deal with people who can make that decision right. and then make that decision based on the business right. and not on their personal shit. Yeah. It's like doing a deal with. With somebody I hire, right? I might hire somebody that, you know what I'm saying, that's doing a job for me. You know what I'm saying? And that person is just in a situation where he has his own personal problems that he's dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have to pay him, right? And I want to get it for cheap, (laughs) but I know there's a threshold to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know from being a person in business that, once you cross a certain threshold, you're not going to get the best work from that person because that person has too many problems. You know what I'm saying? So say I get I need a shooter, right? 
You you shoot you you have a mm-hmm. you do yeah, film I do, yeah I do some I do my number I don't want to go below five hundred you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. on a day like okay. five hundred seven fifty is where I want to fall in right I could get a dude for two hundred ooh I can you can yeah because this cast you know, this, this motherfucker sitting home right now with a camera that ain't worked in two weeks uh-huh. that'll take two hundred okay. my biggest my biggest break was a two hundred dollar shoot <laughs> wow okay you know what I'm saying yeah. So I know. Yeah. This is somebody with a five D with a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> bought this five thousand dollar setup, right. sitting home, and that shit is collecting cobwebs. Mm. And I call him tonight, yeah. I got a two hundred dollar shoot. What you for got tomorrow? Ten, twelve hours. You available $200. tomorrow? You you available tomorrow? I ain't gonna do a twelve hours. <laughs> God damn. Pimping him. You know what I'm saying? Six hours, four hours. Okay. You got something tomorrow? Nah, I'm free. You you hear the stress in his voice. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Not that you manipulating it, but you know you ain't got the budget. If I got the budget, I'm gonna pay him. Yeah. But it's like, hey, shit, I got two hundred. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you really want to do that. He's like, he he don't want to say he don't want to sound too excited, but he's like, I mean, I'm cool. I'm available. <laughs> I right, bet. You know what I'm saying? Be that ten of mine. It's the address and shit. You know what I'm saying? But this is. But you know if if. I, Say if I need him to edit and deliver some other shit. Oh yeah, no. You don't want to go past. You don't want to go lower than a certain threshold. You want to. You want to pay a motherfucker enough where they feel like shit. I'm compensated. I want that second half. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It 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 works in the reverse as well. So that's what I'm saying. It's like people don't think it like that because they're not business owners. They're not. You know what I'm saying? They're not solutions driven people. They're Mm -hmm. more. You know, project driven people. And it's like, I'm going to pay him for that project. It's only going to take two months. It's gonna, oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't know if they pay me less, it's going to be worse because I ain't gonna, you ain't going to have enough to finish the shit. You're like, man, you know what? This ain't worth it, man. Right. Any little beef is going to be a problem. Right. Man, See, I believe people people should be paid for their time. And up, and yeah. and on the flip side of it, what I'm saying, what the the point you brought up is, is like, don't take no from somebody who can't tell you yes. It's along the same line. Ah. Uh, Yes. They can't tell you because they not the decision maker. Right. They not even the people. Right. You got to talk to people who talk the same language as you. Yeah. Which usually are people that may be above you. You get better results. Yeah. Or people that's just young and hungry and know that, yo, that's just dope. We need that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't even got rent like that. You know what I'm right. saying? So oh, they, yeah. they like, let's just get it done. Yeah. Those people... Are better than some of the middle people, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, it's the last one. number six. In five years or less, Ali Muhammad will direct a feature film. Yes, produce or direct. I'm not sure if I direct, but I definitely will complete a feature film, feature film. under my banner. If you produce, I'll direct. Okay. Where? All right. <laughs> Yes, yes, no BS, baby. You know what I'm saying? Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> all right, listen. This was. This, I think that's all I got, Ali. You know hey, what I mean? Man, this, appreciate this, you this, having this, me, this, though. This is, this is this is great. You know what I'm saying? Tell tell the people how they can how they can follow you. You know what I mean? Where they can reach you. Right. Listen, listen, y'all. I need y'all to do this one favor for me. <laughs> Saying, come on to the Instagram. Okay, go to the gram. You know what I'm saying, type in Mr. M. R. Muhammad. So it's M. R. M. U. H. A. M. M. A. D. Okay, Muhammad. Like Rashad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I'm and you'll out. see me with the glasses on. You know what I'm saying? I got the bucket hat. You know what I mean? I be I be on that just kicking it. I ain't okay. doing nothing too serious on that, but you know. Hey, listen. But that's where I'm at. Okay, that's, that's where you, you at. Could, that's where you could talk to me, touch me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? So come through, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? I'm there, man. I, I, you know, I'm I'm freestyle with it because I I believe in the power of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, like I said, I've always been an outside person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. That's outside, you know. That's the digital outside. And believe what he's saying, because even before I was—I I mean, I met him years and years ago. But be- even before he knew who I was, <laughs> I reached out to him, and he responded right on Instagram, like not yeah. on his DM, but I—I I asked yeah, him a he, question he, in the post, and he even, answered it. Even on a DM, yeah. it don't matter, man, because yeah. that's what—that's why I'm there. I'm not. I mean, you know, what I'm saying I don't—I don't—I ain't got my dick in the street, so <laughs> right. You know, what right. I'm saying what else I'm gonna do? <laughs> I'm right. gonna deal with this living culture. You know, what I'm saying yeah. this yeah. ecosystem yeah. of people because that's where I'm at. Like I said, that's what give me the twinkle is is making sure I know where it's at, what it is, and how to how to further push the things that are not systematic. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's people out there that's popping that's doing interesting things. That's the shit I'm interested in. I, yeah. I love that. I love it. I hit the, you know what I'm saying? I hit this corner and find this and I hit that corner and find that. Mm. That's the shit that feed me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And that's where whatever the what I'm, what I'm supposed to do is in that. Right. The inspiration is there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. My man, Ali. Word up, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> I appreciate these wings. Oh yeah. You know oh yeah. You know I gotta. You know I gotta feed. You know I gotta feed my man. I gotta feed you. Wear it up. All right. I'm gonna sign off as I always say. The truth will set you free if you let it. That's the truth, Roof. <laughs> <laughs>